0: Man, I'll sure tell you, I'm starting to get tired of getting my butt whooped by this Texas real estate market and how just hot and competitive it is. Is it because we're investing in the wrong city, the wrong price points, the wrong areas? Who knows? Here at Investor's Journey, we truly believe in taking a data-driven set of approaching to investing. It's all in the numbers. It doesn't matter where it is, what it is. It looks at the numbers and what the prices can do. So in this very video, I'm going to go over every major market here in Texas and go over the price points and the data behind it of why and where certain houses make sense. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an Investor's Journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. I'm John Barr with An Investor's Journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything that is working in our business currently and what we're working on and trying to systemize to make us better investors to be able to pick up more property. If you find this information useful, we would love it if you would go ahead and do two things for us. Go down and hit that subscribe button and share this with somebody that you think would actually get this quite useful. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the market report. So first off we have the city of Austin building permits issued for the month of July. So well, July, August, and September, you're going to kind of see several information along here, depending on what data source I get this from depends on when that data comes out. So I can only do the data that, is available and when that data comes out there so that's why i let you know what month these information is for so building permits issued for the month of july in austin so sfr for single family residential was 1966 which is a 6.2 percent decrease from this point last year so single family slowing down just a little bit, two to four units, only 59. Uh, and it's one of those things across Texas, you really kind of see that the major metros just really don't build that many duplexes, triplexes and quadplexes anymore. So you have a few, but usually it's less than hundred um, and very few small numbers, just relative to the size of the overall market. So five plus units, you're looking at 1,113, which is a 42.2% decrease from year over year. So the apartment complexes were slowing down a little bit in July. And I think a lot of that is too, that was really the peak of the lumber shortages and the lumber prices was in the month of July. Average sales price just shy of 574,000, which is a 24.4% increase year over year. Median sales price up 34% from this time last year to 480,000. And it is insane if you look at the price appreciation that Austin has had in the last couple in, in the last year. It's just been crazy. And like bar no other major market in Texas, Austin is the biggest gainer on a percentage basis. And you'll see that in some later slides. Total sales, 3849 which is a 4.5%, 4.5% decrease from this time last year. A little bit slower, but I'm not too worried about it considering that the inventory levels that we're currently at and uh, where we were at this time last year, we were well into the boom of the buying frenzy for real estate. Employment is at $1.237 million, and that is 8 percent increase year over year and a gain of 22,000 jobs. And that is fantastic to see because that is what we want to see for growing markets and growing the real estate prices and real estate industry is we want people to be employed because if they're employed, that means that they can qualify for mortgages and they can buy houses and they're expanding their lifestyle. Unemployment is down to 4.23, which is fantastic to see. And that is a 0.57 percent decrease from the previous month. So We want to continue to see that number continue to drive. I think pre pandemic, we were down in 03 so we're very close to where we were in Austin as far as the pandemic levels Months of inventory, we are sitting at 1.22. And that is a 2.3-month increase from the previous months, month. September of 2020, so this time last year, we were at 1.1. And there's a very important number that you want to keep in mind is our balanced market is around six months of inventory where they say we don't have any more buyer or seller leverage than the other. The lower that number gets, the more leverage goes towards the seller because that means there is more people trying to buy than there are homes to sell. So that drives prices up, which is why you've seen – 34 and 40% increases year over year in the city of Austin, really all across Texas and the United States is inventory is just abysmally low. So that is something that you are going to want to watch and just realize that. Keep in mind, the lower that number is when it comes to month inventory, the hotter the zip code and the more of seller market we're in, which can drive up prices over time. So here we're taking a look at the median sales prices from June, 2010 through August, 2021. And you can really see how the price of these last year just shot up. And I mean, at this time, or what was that kind of in 2020, we're sitting around 350, 370,000. Now we're up to 480 and we've peaked up at 490 for Austin. So it's not really a fair assessment to look at, Hey, this was a sales cycle. This is going to continue to go on forever. Cause you can see, and this is why I show this graph of what the cycles kind of have been in the past. It kind of goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, in a general upward trend, unless you're kind of in a recession like we ran into with the financial debacle. But this market, this time around, this recession, real estate was absolutely unaffected and it shot through the roof. And you can kind of just to pick that. So eventually keep this in mind that we will return to our kind of normal market where it's the up in the summer down in the winter time. So just keep that in mind that we're not going to have a appreciating market forever. We're not going to see continued 30, 40% gains every single month. Like you'll see on the next slide from here into attorney. It's just unsustainable because jobs just can't afford to continue paying that much. Here is what I was talking about with the year-over-year appreciation through June 2011 through August 2021. And you can really see uh, coming out of the last recession after prices stopped declining uh, around 2011, 2012, that they kind of shot up and they stayed around that 14%, uh, 10 to 15% level for quite some time. And then around 15, they really started kind of trailing off. And then it even dipped a little bit down towards the zero range of 2019. If you remember right, that's when the Federal Reserve was was at its tightest monetary policy before they started lowering rates again and going into the second half of 2019 and then obviously 2020 with the whole pandemic, you can see that, hey, prices were really starting to fall and went negative for a very short period of time before the buying frenzy really took off. And you can see that this last year has just made this graph look so skewed, uh, that like, well, it didn't look like it did too much back then, but it's because these numbers got so high that, uh, makes things look so small. Cause even your traditional real estate is three to 5% a year and Austin and Texas has been appreciating faster than that. And then now with the whole pandemic, it really kind of just took off, uh, to the races, but just Do expect these to continue to slowly start to normalize over time as inventory starts to return, as we're starting to see. And if they ever do start rising interest rates again, that will eventually play into that effect. So now let's take a look at by the price range. And like I was saying, like data-driven investing, like where do we want to invest in our business? And we want to stay in the lower price points, mainly because of the months of inventory and the taxes are lower. And it means you might be able to get a little more cash flow out of these style of properties. So for us and what you can do for yourself for if your style investing is if you're looking for that long-term appreciation, you want to stay at the low months of inventory. And now, I hear people always asking me like, well, isn't the whole market great? The prices are going up. Yes. All the prices are going up across the price points because you can really see until you started getting close to a million, um, prices are are that balanced market. Everything's in the seller's market and there's a lot of pressure for prices to increase. That is true, but that does not mean that's going to go on for eternity. I've been doing these market reports for several years now, and I can tell you that the lower price points consistently stay lower than the higher price points just for the fact that there's just more. People trying to buy. There's a lot more of the average Joe type of people than there are the multimillionaires that can afford a million dollar plus housing. So just keep that in mind as markets start to normalize that you want to watch these numbers and what those numbers actually mean. Now on to Dallas-Fort Worth. So building permits issued in July were 4,174. That is an 8.4% increase year-over-year. Year. Two to four units was sitting at 32, which is a 33.3% decrease year-over-year. Year. And just like Austin and everywhere else in the uh, Texas, it's just really not that big of a deal for multifamily units in the, the two to four unit. Uh, Five-plus units, they are sitting at 1,579, which is a 53% increase. Increase year over year. And this is why when Austin dropped a little bit, I wasn't too worried about it, is just because it's booming in some places, decreasing in others. So it kind of shows like, hey, it's just the nature of the market, it, it swings of it. It's not something that I'm saying, oh my God, the apartment complex is overbuilt and it's crashing. Average sales price is just sitting over 430000 and that is an 18.8% increase year-over-year. Median sales price is sitting at 355000 which is an 18.33% increase year-over-year. So... Dallas forward, just like everywhere else is booming, uh, and continuing to boom. Like it has been for the last like 13, 14 months. Now total sales up to 10,680, which is a four point two six percent decrease year over year. Employment is at 3.869 million. And that is a 6.4% increase year over year and gain of 53,000 jobs. So just what we want to see is we want to see continual job growth and year over year increases in our employment status unemployment, a little Higher than Austin sitting at 5.31 and that is at a 0.64% decrease from the previous month. So unemployment a little higher, but still trending in the overall right direction. And you'll see some of this stuff when I get to San Antonio where I plot the uh, swings in unemployment and what we want to see over time. Months of inventory is sitting at 1.12, so extremely tight there in Dallas. And that is a 0.06 month increase or month increase from the previous month. And September of 2020 was at 1.3. So still lower than it was last year, but it's, and it's really pretty much even from this month and it just abysmal inventory levels. Remember the lower that number is, the hotter the market is and the stronger the seller market and your balance market is right around the six months of inventory median sales price as Austin, just not as big a boom. You can still see that this last year we've kind of had a very non-typical from 2020 all the way into 2021 of prices just really kind of skipping the uh, overall cycle and just prices continuing to rise. But when things do normalize, it is something that you want to take into account where prices rise in the summer, drop in the winter, rise in the summer, and then drop again in the winter. So that is something that uh, when things do normalize, you want to keep in mind. And for ourselves, we love to buy Properties right around the January, February timeframe, because when we go to list them, we're listing them right here in that June, July, August timeframe where you kind of get the highest and most demand for housing prices. Year over year appreciation, uh, very similar to where you can see where prices stopped declining here in 2011, 2012, shooting up to the 10 to 15% kind of range, holding there for a while and then trending down to 2019, and where you see prices actually started to go flat. At the uh, beginning of 2019, when interest rates are at their high tightest, and then really kind of going down a little bit, and then just taking off. And I mean, it's pretty typical across all of the major metros. And I'm sure if you ran it for other major metros outside of Texas, you'd get very similar numbers to this kind of data points. But I do want to track this over time because I want to see what is the overall trend because we never say buy only on appreciation, but it is something that, especially in today's market, you have to take into consideration of like, Hey, I'm going to be selling this thing in three to five months. It might go up an extra ten, twenty thousand $20,000 who knows. Uh, but I do want to track that very closely to see what is the trend doing? Cause you can see how fast this can just drop off from one month to the next. So inventory levels and buy price points. And you can really see uh, it mirrors just what it was in Austin to where the higher price points, still the entire market is in the seller market. All prices and all price ranges are really increasing and very competitive. But your most in-demand housing is here in that 200 to 400,000 price point, which is your new generational entry-level price point and where builders are building and trying to fill that inventory where the most buyers really do buy. So when I get to San Antonio, you'll see when I have a little more data since it's my home market of how many houses sell in price points and why i target that certain area for our rental properties and our renovations hey did you hit that like button yet really love it if you would do that please i won't ask again i'll ask one more time please hit that like button we sure would appreciate it thanks now back to the video off to Houston, H-Town, the building permits issued for the month of July is 4,259, which is a 15.1% decrease from this point last year. Two to four units is sitting at 27 units, so very small, and that's a 237% increase from last year, which is, wow, a big increase, but when you look at it it's only 27, it's like, okay, so you started at, what, 10 uh, this time last year or even less than that. Uh, But it's just not that big of of, a product market that people are putting – properties out in multi-fam five plus units is sitting at 2,205, which is 61.7% increase year over year. Average sales price is sitting just shy of 385,000. And that is a 14.4% increase year over year. So a little less than Dallas and, uh, or less way less than Austin, a little bit less than Dallas, but it is still very high considering our norms are around the three to 7% range long historical average of three to five. Median sales price three hundred and ten thousand, which is a fourteen point nine percent increase year over year. Total sales ten thousand six hundred and eighteen, which is a four point four six percent decrease year over year, which is kind of crazy that all four three these three markets we've gone over have kind of all decreased by like about four percent. Um Across Texas, which to me sounds like, hey, it's a pretty normal thing. It's not like everything's crashing or one market's going further south than other ones or faster. Employment at 3.202 million, and that is a 5.33% increase year over year, which is 36. Uh, 36,000 jobs gained, uh, from the previous month. So good news coming out of there. Just like we've seen across the other major metros, unemployment is much higher and it is sitting the highest in Texas at 6.8, but it is a 5.9% decrease from the previous month. So we're continuing to see that trend months inventory. Just like the other two, we're sitting at 1.72 that's a 0.08 month increase from the previous month inventory is tighter than it was in 2020. It's kind of like a a repeating record here of going over the same stats, but it is very important to see when you're analyzing certain markets and what you want to do and what price points is to check those inventory levels. So all of our major metros in Texas are red hot, no inventory and prices are increasing at a pretty rapid pace year over year and month over month in some cases. The median sales price is, you can see Houston is a little bit different. It it really started to flatten out and not gain too much too fast over like 15 to 2019. So over those four years, it only went up about 20000 on the median sales price from your peak season. So it was really kind of flattening out, and you'll see that in the next uh, slide, but same thing. It kind of has spiked up. So just something for you people over in Houston to kind of take a look at, like, this is what the sales cycles look like. It's a little more spikes in the wintertime for around December. Um, but it just kind of really levels out when things do start to normalize, uh, over the coming years. And this is that that trough that we're talking about where it's like, hey, it really kind of slowed down from 2015 to 2019 and your year-over-year appreciation was hovering down here in that three to five price point for a very long period of time. It kind of came out of the recession really quick and fell off. And I think a lot of that attributed to the oil prices where if you guys remember back in 2008, 9, 10, uh, price of gas and oil was uh, was up there. And Houston being very oil independent um, or dependent in their market, it kind of really trailed off and prices crashed. And uh, it it shows in the data. So it's something to really kind of look at when you're looking at Houston and analyzing markets is what is the big drivers? What is the big population in those areas? And how well diversified are these uh, job markets? But we did get a big bump. And it's not as high as some of the other markets because you can kind of see they hit 17.5% coming out of the last recession, which it just went up to just shy of 22 uh here coming out of COVID. So it's something just to really keep in mind and food for thought kind of stuff to watch over time. Price points, a uh, little bit more of a normal, not everything sitting at one to two. You get up into the fours, and closer to a traditional, a a balanced market. But what I'm looking at here is where is, and where I advise people and just kind of say, Hey, and this is where I'd be buying. If I were you is in the affordable price points of really that hundred to 400,000 price point of that just shows the inventory levels are very low and they are the lowest. And that is where your, most of your buyers are probably buying. So buying property in these price points. And when you can average add leverage to real estate, you can get some phenomenal returns when it comes to over a year over year price increase. Hey, all you savvy real estate investors. Sorry to interrupt real quick. I just want to remind you one thing that'd make you a tremendously better investor is if you hit that like button and that subscribe button below, because that'd make you sure you don't miss any of our videos and I'll guarantee that'll make you a better investor. All right. Won't bother you anymore. Back to the show. So now my home market of San Antonio. So I'm going to have a lot more information the to really go over uh, for you guys here about San Antonio, just because I do live here. So, building permits issued for July 1,267, which is a 27% increase year over year. So, that's good to see uh, more permits being issued. Two to four units at 132, which is a 288% increase year over year. Five plus units at 786, which is almost a 50% increase year over year. Average sales price. Sitting at 353,000 and that's an 18.4% increase year over year and meeting sales price just shy of 300,000. We did come down a little bit. I think the last two months we were at 310. So we dropped just shy of 300 now and that's an 18.2% increase year over year, which puts us right up there with uh, Dallas, Fort Worth and uh, the Metroplex up there. So the median sales price, you can see, very similar to the rest. And we have a very steady curve, uh, not really a curve, just a straight line that we've kind of gone up to where San Antonio is kind of different than the other three markets, where we don't boom or bust as hard as the other markets. And it's considered more of your stable uh, cash flow kind of property uh, or market. But we have experienced those massive price increases like the other major metros have uh, all across Texas. Here is oh, got a little formatting error with the line here, but uh, here is the year of year appreciation that I continue to watch to see like, Hey, are we kind of slowing down or speeding up or what are we doing? So you can see just like the other markets, we kind of slowed down a little bit going into uh, 2019 slowly kind of trending down back to your average norms and then just took off in 2020. And that is what I want to continue to watch as I'm buying, renovating and renting property here in Texas is what is my appreciation rates doing over the long periods of time to where, if Like, Hey, I might just hold a property for one year and then turn around to sell it or hold it for a long period of time, depending on the price point and how well the property performs and what renovations we've done to it and what capital improvements I'm anticipating to do over time. So total sales is at 3,788, and that's about a 10% de- increase, decrease from year over year. Average rental price is at 1,726, and that is a 9.2% increase year over year, And which is what we want to continue to see here as prices increase, taxes increase. And we have to get that revenue to come pick up the, the gap somewhere, otherwise we're going to be not cash flowing anymore, and it becomes much more burdensome for us full-time real estate investors to maintain renovations and maintenance to our properties when it's all being sucked up to insurance and taxes. So rental increases is very nice to see as a landlord here in San Antonio. Monthly rents and you can see this looks very similar to the price appreciate or median sales price increases where it goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And for all you landlords out there, this is what we do with ours. All of our leases end right here at that time point. No matter when we pick up a property, I try to get all of our leases to end between March, April, and May. That way if I have a turnover, I can take back the property, do any kind of maintenance, make ready, anything I need to do and get it on the market for that next season. And a lot of times we don't even lose a month worth of rent is when I know a tenant's moving out, I start marketing the property and before I even have a, a month vacancy or another mortgage payment because I'm listing in that summer hot season, I get a new tenant in there and they're more happy because with demand grows uh prices and there's lack of inventory, especially right now you can put stuff up there and as long as it's clean and nice, you can get it rented out without having to do massive upgrades to properties just because they're, they have to settle for something. It's not like there's a plethora of rental properties out there. It's very slim pickings just like it is for sales properties and for the rents. And we've seen rents increase across our entire portfolio at a very rapid rate. And I mean, it's good to see and with these higher prices and higher taxes coming probably next year or two, um, as they try to make up some of these deficits. Employment sitting at 1.16 and that is a 5.52% increase year over year. And we gained about 6,000 jobs. So a little, little small gain on the jobs, but it is good to see that our unemployment still dropped almost half a percent to 5.38. So good numbers in all the major metros of Texas to see, uh, employment increasing and unemployment decreasing and jobs being added. So that's what we want to continue to see because this is what we want to see. Coming out of the last two recessions, you can see coming out of the dot-com bubble, it's just a slow, long trend down back to what they consider full employment, even though here we only got to like three and a half, four before the real estate recession and the subprime mortgage meltdown. And you can see even coming out of that, it just zigzags. And what I want to see is that continuing zigzag all the way down to full employment, like we are starting to see right now is that the constant zigzag goes up and down, up and down, but as long over. Three, four months, unemployment is continuing to drop, and that, or that is what I want to see back down to these full employment levels of around. I think it's like three to three and a half, maybe four percent, depending on the area that is considered the full employment. Months inventory for San Antonio sitting at 1.73. So a little higher than the other major metros, but still just an insanely hot market when your balance market is six. So still a very strong seller market, way more buyers trying to buy property than sellers that are wanting to sell. And that is a 0.2 month increase from the previous month. And in August of 2020, we were sitting at 2.13. So now you'll notice this looks a little different, uh, for what you're seeing in the other major metros, because this is just data that I can pull and I'd put a lot more effort into because it's my home market and where we do the predominantly, uh, of our investing. Cause I want to see, like I said, the month, uh, or the month's inventory by zip code and where is the lowest. And that is really that 150 to about 300 price point. And if you look of that 3,800 sales, you got almost half of them right there in that zip code. And if you include that to up to 350, for sure you have the bulk of your sales just happening right there in that Uh, those price points. So we target all of our properties, all of our marketing efforts for renovations and definitely our rental properties. We want to stay as low as we possibly can so we can still eke out that cash flow. but we target into those price points. And I'm sure if you ran the sales numbers across the other major metros, you would find similar information like this, where the lowest inventory is, you're probably going to find the bulk of your inventory sales for what has come, uh, or sold for that current month. So now I also do buy zip code here in San Antonio because I want to know where the best performing zip codes are with the lowest inventory because with low inventory brings faster appreciation for a certain market. And since I have been doing this long enough, I give this illustration for you guys. I go all the way back to September 18 to see this is what low inventory does over the course of three years. And no, it did not go from zero to 130,000. I just don't collect data because I've Back then, these two zip codes didn't have a whole lot of inventory being done. If there's less than 30 active houses on the MLS, I usually just don't include it and don't factor in what is the average sales prices in those zip codes just for the fact that there's just not enough data. So there was houses that were sold, but it just really wasn't enough. So now this tells you in these zip codes that there is inventory selling and there is enough for me to start calculating uh, a good data set of what these numbers really mean. But you can see in some of these zip codes, like, so I'll use 78250 and 251 as examples. Like there's just over one month of inventory and you can see these price increases from Three years ago to now. And these are very, very large zip codes. It basically encompasses our entire Northwest side of San Antonio and lots of housing stock. So it's a good data set to say like, Hey, this is what prices really do. Uh, when you have this low inventory for a very long period of time and these two zip codes over the course of the last three, four years, since I've been doing this are always usually in the top 10 and have been for a very long period of time. So I'm very confident to say like, yeah, you've had almost $80,000 of appreciation. We own property in those zip codes and we've seen it our rents have drastically increased inventory has drastically increased or prices and appreciation and equity has increased so it's a way to use this and if you guys are interested in this down here at the bottom I got you can text uh, market to 210-794-9898 and I can get you the full list of all the zip codes for San Antonio or if you're just wanting a the whole list for all of the major metros here in Texas. So now the caveat to the lowest months of inventory is your highest months of inventory. And now not to say these are bad zip codes. You shouldn't go there because they're you can still, a lot of them using that months of inventory are still very hot until you get into this 203 and 211, but you still get price increases in those zip codes over the period of time. And these ones are, I think 203 is closer to a downtown area. And there is a lot of inventory down there, but Prices have increased over $100,000 in the last two years. So it's not to say it's a bad zip code, but you want to look at that information. You want to put the information and and put your marketing dollars and your renovation dollars behind the areas that get you the higher return, which is your bedrooms, your baths, your landscaping, your pictures, your staging, if you're doing the fix and flip model. So just to take it food for thought, when you're running your numbers and looking at property and analyzing is what is your overall inventory in your, the certain area and from in your certain area and by the price point across the entire city. So with that really includes this month or this quarter's market. If you guys really enjoy this information, please subscribe, give us a like. It would help us out a lot. And if you are wanting a copy of this full PDF slides and wanting that full month's inventory for San Antonio, I need you to text a market to 210-794-9898 and we'll get you a copy of that. And you'll also get some notifications when we send out other information, other market reports and things like that. So with that, I really appreciate you turning in and we'll catch you all next month.